0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A's cast streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Oh two,
1: curveball swing and a miss. And the A's survive in Kansas City. A Saturday afternoon marathon of nearly four hours, and the A's prevail. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show.
2: And the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Vince Gatronio joins us from Minute Maid Park. And Vince, uh, a tough one for Cole Irvin. I've been so good, the 118 ERA since July 4th, but today, His location just wasn't there, and when you're not there against the Astros, this team makes you pay. Well,
1: for sure, and uh, this is a very tough team. They have all the ingredients. They hit home runs. They walk. They don't strike out. Their pitchers don't walk hitters. They strike out a bunch. They've got power. They've got speed, and in their ballpark, they're really, really tough, and you fall behind Alex Bregman, 2-0, and – You're going to pay a price, especially when he's starting to feel it at the plate. The cropper boxes get closer and closer to home plate. And while the pitch to Altuve was not a strike, it was down and away, and he was able to double off the left center field wall, the the fact was it was three balls and a strike. It was a hitter's count again. And that's not Cole Irvin. That's not his style of pitching. And you can even take a step back. Well, you shouldn't. The guys at the bottom of the lineup, you really have to be able to attack McCormick and Vasquez because you have enough issues with Altuve, Alvarez, Bregman, and Tucker, and now they've added Mancini. So you're right, it, was, it wasn't perfect. I don't think it was bad as the line, but it certainly wasn't the Cole Urban we've seen for the past seven starts.
2: Yeah, you go into the hitter's count, go back to the first inning, the Bregman home run was a 2-0 count, and that, unfortunately, was a fastball down the middle, which is uncharacteristically of, of how he normally pitches on the edges. But, yeah, 2-0 down the middle of Bregman, that's out. Absolutely, and even when Vasquez
1: on a 1-2 pitch flares a base hit to left center field off the end of the bat, good pitch, bad result. I mean, when you, when you are 41 and 74 like the A's are, Chris, the majority of the time uh, looking for or expecting or hoping for breaks, it's just not happening like it is against you, and that's, that's part, that's not the reason, but that is a part of why the season is where it is.
2: But it's Sunday, and I want to be positive. How about Nick Allen going yard? That was
1: great. You know, I talked with uh, Tommy Everage before the game. They've gotten him more upright in the box, Uh, and we talked about this on the broadcast today, Chris, kind of like a golfer, not coming out of his stance, not coming out of his swing. They want the hitters to be upright, to go down to the baseball, to adjust to breaking pitches and be able to handle the fastball. And for Nick Allen, since he has done that, he's got seven hits in twenty four bats. I would say right now he, he's getting it, he's understanding it. It's working to his to his favor and that, that's encouraging to see because we know the glove is there. The glove is major league quality without question. Now can he hit enough? Can he handle major league velocity? Can he handle major league pitching? He does that then the A's really have got themselves something with Nick Allen.
2: And I know I'm doing a total sales job here, but <laughs> it's my job. I mean they they fought to the end. At least to watch in the end i mean they hadn't scored a run in forever nick allen gets the home run and then at least a fight back make dusty baker go to his closer at least the fight was there and they just didn't lay down in the end no i agree and i mean
1: that's that's a Marcotze thing and the other positive i'll take away from this game also chris is the i thought was the outstanding center field play of Cal stevenson this is a kid that you know has never been here before so you you have to get used to the sidelines of the ball coming off you know the third deck and seeing you know T-shirts in the, in the background, et cetera, et cetera. And he went to left center. He went to right center. He went straight back. I think when your manager is a 17-year veteran of that position and he watches you perform, it catches his eye and, and puts a smile on his
2: face. What was there, like nine or ten outs in center field today? Yeah, I think it was, uh, it
1: was either – I think it was nine or ten. Uh, <laughs> how many outs in center field today? Nine outs in center field, Roxy tells me.
2: Hey, hey he, was, he earned his money today.
1: He did. He did for sure.
2: Well, have a safe flight uh, to the ballpark up there in Arlington, and we will uh, talk to you tomorrow.
1: We'll talk to you from the clouds at Globe Life Field tomorrow.
2: Will the roof be closed? <laughs> well,
1: it, if it's not, our heads will be touching it. I know that. I'm sure it will be closed.
2: <laughs> I forgot. This is like the, pra- th- this is the, uh, the play-by-play booth from hell.
1: It's not very good. The, the, the game is very detached from that location, and my partner, Mr. Roxy Bernstein will see it for the first time tomorrow. Do you actually have to use binoculars? Uh, not not to call the game, but, I mean, you use the monitor probably more than you'd like to. But the, the issue for me is because the game is so far away from you that you can get distracted. You can forget that you're actually calling the game, especially when you come to Houston, which is relatively close to home plate, very good sight lines here. Then you go to Arlington, and you go, man, where's the game? Is it out there somewhere? I see some people running around. What's going on? So it is a challenge for sure.
2: And guys are throwing 100 miles an hour. makes it that much easier to follow it. Oh, no question. That's what we do. <laughs> Have a good flight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Tony. Thank you. Vince Catronio on the call with Roxy Bernstein. Unfortunately for the Athletics, they lose 6-3. to three. The phone number is 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
0: Like sports, business is about winning
1: 1-0 pitch is hit to left. Hit well. Back on it is McCormick at the wall looking up at the Crawford boxes. And Nick Allen has hit it out. Nick Allen spoils the shutout. It's a second big league home run. And it's 6-1 Houston. So Allen who continues to make adjustments at the plate by standing taller and Seeing the baseball better and it pays off there. Home run, Nick Allen. And he hit that ball well enough because you've got to clear a 19-foot-high wall, but that's got to, that's gonna get over a lot of left field walls around baseball. This is A's Clubhouse.
2: And did you notice that the guy that caught it, he was like, Oh, yeah, I did I got this. It's amazing how fans would be like, throw it back. I'm not throwing it back. I don't care who hit it. The other team hit it. Now, I actually walked out of the room at the time because I had to do my NBC hit. So if he did throw it back, I apologize. But what I saw, he wasn't throwing it back. God knows I wouldn't throw it back. I was a fan. I get a home run. I don't care if it's the opposing team.
3: I got a, I got a
2: home run at a Major League Baseball game. That is coming home with me. Karen in Oakland. Karen, you are on the A's Clubhouse show.
4: Hey, uh, Chris. So it's really bad timing for me to bring this up, but the article that I just read this morning is kind of what what triggered this call because I love Nick Allen. I love what he did today, and he keeps on getting better and better. But um, what I read was that Elvis is 17 at plates short of reaching his 550 at plates for the 15 million dollar option so it doesn't sound like we're going to be seeing much of Elvis for the rest of the season and he's a big part of why I've been turning on my tv or showing up at the Coliseum the last couple of months. He's really fun to watch and I really like him as a person too. Um, say sounds like he's Faces of management and all this all of the reasons why they're not putting um, Elvis out there too much for the rest of the season, but I just wanted to get your opinion on this
2: Yeah, this is you know players understand this when they sign these contracts and their agents Agree to this with management and you put in a vesting option of 550 plate appearances Uh, You know that when you're at the end of your contract, this is the deal. And if you're at an age at 34 and you're not putting up the same numbers that you were putting up when you were in your prime, that the odds are a team is just not going to say, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to get you those plate appearances and guarantee you that $15 million. It's the business of baseball. But everybody understands it. They understand it when they sign the contract. They know it's in the contract. And at this point in Elvis' career, I agree with you. I love Elvis. I love his spirit. Great guy. Great guy for the clubhouse and all of that. But as of right now, where the A's are, as a business, as a franchise, paying a guy his age for his numbers is not worth $15 million.
4: It's really too bad because he really has been putting out, and I think he's been batting close to 300 the last month or so, way far better than anybody, you know, on the team. It just sounds like he's really getting the short end of the stick. It just seems nasty to me and I think Nick Allen's going to be a great replacement for him and I realize that he needs to practice out there and he does keep on getting better and better. I'm just a huge Elvis fan and it just sounds like at this point in the season they don't even want to try to be competitive you know anymore so it's like being at a spring training game as far as I'm concerned.
2: That's fair that's fair I mean right now uh, if you really look at it though and this is what I've been trying to grill into people. If you look at the starting lineup today of Tony Kemp, VML Machine, Seth Brown, Ramon Laureano, Elvis, Stephen Vote, and then Piscotty came in for Ramon Laureano, for all day long, the guys that were the top six in the lineup were all 28 and older. So they're not playing – so this whole this whole people are trying to sell this, they're playing young guys, that's not really the question. And I hear what you're saying about the spring training, but a spring training normally would mean a lot of young guys. They're playing a lot of old guys. Okay.
4: I just – I wanted to get your opinion on this because I've been really upset ever since I read the article. But, but, and You I know just, what, though? I if,
2: think it's if Elvis likes it here – Maybe he resigns. It's just you got to understand the business of it, the money you could allocate and put it somewhere else. Yeah, I,
4: I I get it, but you know, it it just feels like he's been carrying the team the last month or so, and you know, of course we haven't been winning many the last couple of weeks, but you know, all of those doubles, you know, RBIs, he he was really you know pulling it in for for the team, so. um, Yeah, it's the business, you know, at the same time. you got to think of the fans
2: and what the fans like, too. Yeah, front offices, unfortunately, don't think about that. Actually, Elvis, during this losing streak, has been struggling. As of yesterday, he came in hitting 118 during the losing streak, one for four today. So he's cooled off a little bit. But I understand what you're saying. There's players that you like, and you want to see them play. And you don't, you know... The yeah. front, You know, your view versus the front, the front office view is different. But I totally respect what you're saying. You're the paying customer, so I'm not going to say you're wrong.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I just wish he would sell that darn team. I just, you know, he's destroying it. So, please, somebody come in that loves baseball and wants to invest in the future of this team, especially going into a new stadium, hopefully.
2: Well, that is the key. Are we going into a new stadium? Thank you very much for the phone call. Yeah, these business decisions happen all over baseball. And it's tough for the veteran players. But like I said, they sign these contracts. They know, and hopefully they know, I got to think they know, that when you're 25, 26, and you're signing this contract, that your agent's telling you everything that's in the contract. And so you know that when you agree to it, and they say, well, you got to realize in 2022, this is what's going to happen. And, I, you know, I, I, we haven't had Elvis on the Ace Cast Live in a while, but I have to think Elvis knew exactly what he was getting into. And every player that signed these contracts, they understand at the end of the contract, you got to put up these numbers to keep getting this salary. Don't feel bad for Elvis. Elvis has made $134 million in his career. And Elvis, whether he's not going to get the plate appearances, we all knew that was going to happen. But whether he's back with the A's or back with some, or, or he plays for somebody else, he will get an opportunity to play. He's had a terrific career, and he's a great guy. But it's the business of baseball. We as fans don't like, like, like. why should that have to be a part of my fandom is your ridiculous contracts with all these ridiculous provisions in the contracts. I just want to show up and watch my favorite players. I totally understand it. Yeah, it, it, you know. If you were listening to the pregame show today, A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron, we had, we had two comments by the manager that, that essentially contradicted themselves. Or he contradicted himself. But the two comments contradicted each other, where he said, this is a great opportunity for guys to get a chance to show they can play every day And then he turns around and answers another question saying, well, we don't really do that so much as we like to mix and match players. What? So it's a great chance to show you can play every day, but the odds are we're not going to play every day because that's not what we do. That we're going to mix and match and go with splits and go with matchups. And fans, that's not exciting baseball, right? You want to. As fans, you want to show up and say, I know who's playing first, I know who's playing third, short, th-, you know, and they're gonna go, but what you know, front office, here here's what there's just it's just bad PR in a lot of ways. But here's the deal front offices do not come out and say, Well, fans, we don't care what you think. We just care about winning baseball games. They don't do that. But that's the truth. Front offices in baseball do not get paid on pleasing the fans. That's just the reality. If you say to a front office person, hey, why are these games averaging over three hours? That's brutal. They don't care. All they're paid to do is to build teams that win and to build minor league systems that support the big league team. That's their job. Their job is to not make, make the fans happy. Their job is not to, not, not to keep the game shorter. Their jobs are wins and losses and building organizations to win more games. And if you're not winning now, you're building the organization to win in the future. That's their job. Now, now, you interview him, you interview them and you're not going to get that answer. But that's the that's the that's the truth. I mean, look at what happened today in Tampa. You had a perfect game going. I just listen I just listened to Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash did an interview on Friday, the manager of the Rays on SiriusXM, Channel 89, the baseball channel. And there's been some grumblings about players being upset or pitchers being upset about how fast they get pulled. And I kind of researched it a little bit, and one of the guys that's been complaining is the guy who's on the mound today, Drew, Drew Rasmussen. Oh, by the way, Drew Rasmussen had a perfect game going into the ninth inning. Jorge Mateo, former A farmhand, came over in the Sunny gray trade, broke it up with a double in the the, uh, top of the ninth inning. He'd end up scoring, and Brett Phillips, now not with the Rays, now with the Orioles, strikes out, gets on first. What do they do? They pull Rasmussen. He had 87 pitches. He's not even had 100 pitches, and he got pulled after having a perfect game. He had two more outs to get a complete game. They were dying to pull him out of the game. The Rays do not want pitchers to go complete games. They do not want it. And I heard this interview with Cash on Friday, and Cash made when they were – the interviewers were actually pressing him on it a little bit. He has like – it's almost like – He's got a script of what to say. Ah, oh, gotta protect guys. Ah, oh, getting you know, gotta save guys for this and save guys for that, and he had re- he had all these different reasons. And here you have a guy who's got a perfect game. The only reason why Drew, Drew Rasmussen has never gone past seven innings in, in seven innings in his career, here he is going for a perfect game, and they pull him after he doesn't get the perfect game. And he's still at 87 pitches, still had the same velocity. Slider was nasty. They, the Rays, couldn't wait. They want to pull you. Like, you can't let, he's got two more outs to go. Why are you pulling him? He's been dominant. He's got a perfect game going. Nope. Perfect game over. A run score, runner scored on a wild pitch, too, by the way. He strikes out Brett Phillips, so wild pitch, Mateo scores, Brett Phillips comes up, Brett Phillips strikes out but gets on first because the pitch got away, and they had to pull him. So a guy that has a perfect game going and had 87 pitches, you got to pull him, tells you everything you know. Their actions, they can say everything they want to the media. They can have their scripts, they can have their excuses, they can have whatever they want to sell. What they do on the field shows you everything. How do you not allow a guy who just had a perfect game and he's absolutely dominating not finish two more outs to get a complete game? It just shows you. They had guys warming up constantly. Guys got a perfect game going and you're constantly warming up people because they can't wait to get his you-know-what out of there. It's just it's it's like they're defiant, defiant of okay, this is the norm. We're gonna defy that at every single opportunity we can. You couldn't let a guy go two more outs. He's been the best. Nobody coming in is gonna be nastier than he is at this point. He is on fire. The way this guy's pitching. What, you're saving him for the postseason by not allowing him to get two more outs? It's crazy. Once again, he's not even at 90 pitches. He's at 87. Cuckoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, man, the way this game's going. And i that's why I understand what Karen had to say. Like, I, I want to see Elvis play. I like Elvis. But, you know, it's the business. And So whether we're talking about not having guys play – because of contracts, not having guys play, because that's just how they want to do it. Never in a million years did you ever think that you'd want your best players. And this is not Elvis. I'm talking about pitchers. You'd want your best pitchers to throw less. Who would have ever thought that? What other sport does that? My best guys, I, I want to make sure I cap them at all times. Now, you'll see some minutes capped in the NBA at some time, but it's not so ridiculous like, oh, my God, Steph Curry has played X amount of minutes. He has to come out now. Go get him now. Call a timeout. He has to come out now. You don't see that. What we're doing what we're doing in baseball, unfortunately, is not entertaining. And the problem is we're in the entertainment business. The number is 833-625-2278. You're listening to the Ace Clubhouse Show.
1: Presley readies and delivers. And a slaughter grounded sharply through the right side. A base hit. Racing around third is Stevenson. And the throw to third base. That allows Stevenson to score. RBI single for Tony Kemp. His second hit of the day. And now it's a 6 3 ball game. This is Ace Clubhouse.
2: Pretty impressive, these Houston Astros, no doubt about it. They can beat you in every single way. And from their ages, they're going to be here a while. They're not going anywhere. I know a a lot of the talk is going to be about the 18 of the 21 runs came with two outs. All right. Yeah, I know you could say the mentality. You got to have the put away mentality when you got two outs as a pitcher. I think I'm just going to chalk this one up to odd. It's just odd because I think the Astros can beat you when there's no outs, one out, two outs, doesn't matter. Now, if this continues to happen, okay, now we got to ask Scott Emerson, what's the deal? But, I mean, look at the guys that are getting you. You know, two outs in the first inning, but the guy's Alex Bregman. I mean, really what to look at more than anything is, okay, where are we in these at-bats? And as we mentioned with Vince Catronio right out of the gate, first inning, you know, Alvarez rips one to right. Now you got Bregman, and you go down 2-0 to Bregman. Now you're pitching in a hitter's count. Every single one of those pitches that you throw to a hitter, it's going to be a ball or a strike, and the percentages go one way or or the other. They either go in your favor as the pitcher or they go in your favor as the hitter. And when you go 2-0... And you got a runner at first, and he can sit dead red. You know, we talk so much about oh, you got to grind the pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You gotta take as many pitches as you can, grind the pitcher's pitch count. That, that philosophy. And I know front office people would disagree with me, but I don't even know how that plays anymore because it doesn't matter anyway. The, the pitcher's pitch count, as you saw today in Tampa, hell, a guy cannot have an, even 90 pitches have a perfect game, going gives up one hit, next you know they're getting, pulling him. So odds are starters are getting pulled by the sixth anyway. Years ago, yeah, that made sense. Grind it, grind it, pitch count up, then they pull the starter, get to the bullpen. But now they want to get to the bullpen, so that philosophy has been turned over. But the problem is when you're 2-0 and you don't have the faith to throw something that's not a fastball and you throw 89 down Broadway, ooh, I look at that as a bigger problem than it was with two outs. 2-0 fastball down the middle to Bregman, that, not good. So I look more at the counts and where's the game and what's going on. But, yeah, it's an interesting stat. For a three game set, 18 of the 21 runs are scored with two outs. A's have lost eight straight, 11 of 13, 33 games now, under 500. And for sure, we're going to hear from Cole Irvin. There's no way he's going to be happy with this outing because where he lives is off the barrels of bats and off the middle of the plate. Today, he lived on barrels and lived in the middle of the plate. And when he does that, it is not going to be good. And that's why you were hoping today, Cole Irvin, on the mound in this losing streak. And unfortunately, this – lit. You're you're not gonna get consistency. And you can't expect consistency at, at this point because y- you know what the, you know what the product is. They're 41 and 73. Wasn't that long ago I was spouting out the hey last 18 games, last 20 games. What did, they were actually hitting. They're hitting home runs, they are scoring runs. Now that's dried up again. Cause let's see, it was what a seventeen runs. So 20 runs in eight games, 20 runs in eight games, not going to get it done. And during the eight-game losing streak, they've scored 20 runs. Not going to get it done. But now you head to Texas, and the Texas Rangers, they're not very good either. They can hit, but they're not very good. (laughs) They're not a very good ball club. I mean, isn't it funny the way the West has shaken out Rangers 50-63, and 63. Angels 50-64, and 64. A's 41-74. and 74. You got all these teams that are well over 20 games bef- behind the Houston Astros. Make that now 33-and-a-half games behind the Astros for the A's. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from the skipper. We'll hear, we'll hear from Cole Irvin, the number 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
0: It's a deep drive to left. Ruff is going back at the track, turning around at the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly.
5: You're listening to A's Cast.
1: And it's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track. In the shadows, looks up, and it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown with two outs against Michael Fulmer. He scores Jed Lowry, and the A's are back ahead 5-3. to
5: This is the A's Clubhouse Show.
4: 1-1.
3: Bregman
1: goes the other way and shoots one in the right for a hit toward the alleyway. Around third here is Pena. This one rolls all the way to the wall. Picked up by Stevenson in right center. Bregman is driven in three, an RBI double as Pena scores to make it 6-0 Astros. Stop me if you've heard this before, but the Astros' score run with two outs.
2: You know what I, I hope? And Yeah, I just hope this doesn't happen. I really do. That you start to really look at where we are in now mid-August. I mean, it's August 14th. And you start to think about players, their age, their future, and how this kind of – how this plays out, because there is still a lot of games left. And it's something I don't like talking about. I wish we were talking about something totally different, but, you know, you still got a couple weeks here in August. You've got all of September, and you got the beginning of October, so we got a lot of games left. And you start looking at like I'll throw a name out there. Stephen Piscotti. Stephen Piscotti, 0 for 2, as he came in from Ramon Laureano. He's hitting a buck ninety and he's got an OPS of 593. And he's 31 years old. He's not going to get regular playing time. Like, some of these things become uncomfortable, right? And we know voter and what he means to this team. And great that he had the double. That double was in the yeah, it was in the ninth inning. But Stephen Vogt's hitting 152. You just start kind of looking at the numbers, and you're like, who I mean, Ramon Laureano has dropped all the way to 223. And you just had the very tough conversation and DFAing Jed Lowry who's got big-time credentials, especially with this organization. And he unfortunately had to say goodbye to him. I just don't know, just kind of warning, just what what could be coming down the line here for some of these guys as, you know, two weeks from now, when you face a whole month of September, are you going to be doing the exact same thing? Are you going to have guys that are, that you know are not the future hitting under 200 still part of your ball club? I think it's a fair question. I hate to throw that out there. It's not fun. Not fun whatsoever. Let's hear from the manager Mark Kotze after this loss to the Astros.
6: I think for Cole early in the game uh, some mislocation uh, obviously that hurt him. Um, he settled down in the middle innings and uh, you know, right up to the last inning, I think that the last thing he executed some pitches, they just went down and got him. Um, so sometimes you tip your cap, uh, you know, combination of just some good hitting and, and maybe some bad luck and placement of the balls uh, that fell in on Cole. But, um, yeah, I just think early in the game it, it was, you know, a couple of mislocations. Uh, you guys have played this team well, obviously, the last two series. Um, how would you kind of overall assess this this series for the most for you guys? Well, I think, you know, in terms of the series, obviously disappointing not to come out with a win when we had an opportunity Friday night uh, with the lead. Uh, obviously yesterday we weren't in that game at all. Uh, today's game we battled back and, and had the tie and run on deck uh, or at the plate, and, uh, you know, uh, bats just uh, early in the game. We faced a, a number-one guy, this Javier's line. You look up on the board, I think he had 100 innings pitched with 137 strikeouts and he's only given up 60 something hits. So uh, that's the real deal. And, uh, you know, once he came out of the game, we, we had some good at bats and, and put some hits together and it gave us a chance. And again, they, they fought till the last out.
7: It seemed like a lot of the runs throughout the series came with two outs out. Um, I mean, does it make it any more difficult just getting, I mean, close to maybe getting out of an inning and then obviously not being able to kind of. Finish it off.
6: Yeah, I think I think we, you know, we looked into that. Um, talked about it. Uh, you know, it seems to be an issue um, that we, you know, have had some problems with uh, recently. With not just two outs, but maybe with two strikes and putting guys away.
7: Um, it seemed like Stevenson got a lot of action out in center and showed pretty good range. I know we asked you about it pregame. But just what do you think of his range out there?
6: Yeah, he made some exceptional plays. Uh, he's got instincts. He takes great routes uh, directly to balls. Um, made, you know, several nice catches out there tonight um, that, that were impressive. Um, why did that? Ramon come out? So, Ramon's got some left uh, side soreness. Uh, he'll be day-to-day right now. Was that from the play where he slipped? No, it was a swing um, in his second at bat. Um, there was... Optimism for you guys coming out of July, um, having a winning month there. Um, obviously, the record in August is, is not been quite there. What is there anything that you would point to, or do you think that maybe the sort of a shifting focus toward maybe evaluating players more is, is factoring into that at all? No, I think you know it's it's a month. It's uh, August. It's it's obviously that time of year where you get some dog days and got to grind through it. Um, you know, we've we've again, we haven't played terrible baseball. We've faced some good teams. Uh, we've been in every game. I mean, or most of the games, um, and we just got to f- find a way how to win. We got to grind one out right
7: now.
2: Yeah, it's this weird dance that happens in baseball more than any other sport. The fact that the manager has to speak before and after every game, that the manager has to answer questions that really are out of his control. Elvis is a great example. Elvis is not going to get those plate appearances. Elvis is not going to get that 15 million dollars and you could ask him till the cows come home are you not playing him so he doesn't get that fit and of course he's not going to answer it that way I mean it's like it's 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 a tough job for both mark and the writers the writers know Mark knows a lot of the questions they answer they know the answers to it Mark knows the answers to it But there's only certain things that Mark can say. It's a weird dynamic that doesn't really happen in other sports. It happens, but not as much. I mean, this is something that every single team deals with. Every team, the manager's going to be, you know, because front office people don't talk every day. Usually they talk once a month at most some front office people don't talk at all. So you never even get what they're thinking. And the way the CBA is and the way the contracts are written, it makes for a lot of uncomfortable, you know, makes for a lot of uncomfortable conversations. I mean, it would be a lot. Of, I mean, Stephen Piscotty right now. No one's brought this up, but he's got an option for $15 million next year or a buyout for a million. He's hardly being used right now. But, you know, he, he signed up for that contract. He understands. It would be a lot easier if you just said, hey, this guy's contract's up at the end of the year, and that's just it. But for the A's, they have contracts that are not like that, that the questions are going to come. And for a manager, I mean, he's not he doesn't control the contracts. He doesn't control the finances. He doesn't control any of that. But he knows if a guy's not supposed to play because you don't want to get him to those plate appearances, oh, he knows that, and he's going to do that. But that's not on him. It's a weird dynamic, this sport of baseball, let me tell you. But in the end, the A's with the loss to the Houston Astros, 6-3. to Coming up next, we're going to get you a scoreboard. We're going to get you ready for tomorrow's action. Oh, yeah, we're in the midst of 17 straight. Every day, all day, baby. And we'll hear from Cole Irvin next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show.
0: Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. In the front, we'll take out that tree, install a new fence.
5: You're gonna call 811, right? Isn't that just for excavators? No, dude. Calling 811 is for excavators, homeowners, contractors, anyone. Natural gas lines and other utilities can be buried anywhere. Call 811 two working days before any digging project to get all underground lines marked for free. Thanks, deep-voiced narrator. You're welcome, dude. Brought to you by Southwest Gas.
4: Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking. Where next? You earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5X miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2X miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet?
5: Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Oh, oh, oh,
1: O'Reilly. When was the last time you changed your spark plugs? Replacing your spark plugs can restore the efficiency and performance of your vehicle. Stop by and get a $12 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase four or more select Iridium spark plugs. Get better performance with new spark plugs from your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
5: The biannual blowout is just a week away and we've got a lot of work to do. Kenan's Rug Emporium is rolling out a Labor Day bonanza. He needs 10 new sales associates as the crowds loom large. Can someone run a stock check on all the Moroccan 8x10s? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
0: You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
2: Big concert tonight at the Coliseum. I have been a, been informed. They've been lining up for this concert since 7.30 this morning as we were starting to prepare for A's baseball. Who's performing tonight? Who's, who's attracting this type of crowd, Robert Costa? A group called Seventy—is that a boy band? A boy band at what do we call the arena now? We don't call it Oracle. What, what, just the Oakland Arena? Boy band tonight, Oakland Arena, bringing them in. They've been lights. The concert's at 7:30. They've been lining up since 7:30 a.m. There you go. The power of the boy band. All righty, time for the scoreboard. Brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Bottom of the 8th, D-backs over the Rockies at Coors Field, 7-3. Bottom of the 5th, Giants lead the Pirates 5-3. Top of the 6th, Angels 3, Twins 2. Shocker, Sunday Night Baseball, would have never guessed, Red Sox-Yankees from Fenway Park. Padres still reeling about the uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. news, but they got the shutout over the Nat 6-zip. Were they the uh, Peacock game today, Robert? Because they were done early. This game, yeah, it had to have been the Peacock game, the baseball and brunch. Nothing like a West Coast team playing it, like what? What is it? Nine a.m., eight a.m., whatever it is. We we had that one game in Cleveland it was ridiculous. Oh, the week after us, and went to nine game. It was eight a.m. for us. I had pregame at seven a.m. on a Sunday morning. Unbelievable. I remember waking up, going, "Wow." Guardians 7, Blue Jays 2, Braves over the Marlins 3-1. Had a perfect game going, Drew Rasmussen, but broken up in the top of the ninth inning by the Orioles, but the Rays would win 4-1. Randy Arozarena with the big three-run shot in that one. Uh, Reds 8, Cubs 5. It was the Mets shutting out the Phillies 6 zip. It- White Sox took down the Tigers five to three. Royals break the twelve-game winning streak of the Dodgers for zip. And it was the Cardinals beating the Brewers six to three. Pujols' career home run number six eighty nine. That is a lot of jacks. Rangers five, Mariners three. Cole Irvin takes the loss in this game. He drops to six and ten. Six innings, five runs, all earned. Walked one, struck out one, gave up eight hits. Here's the left-hander.
7: Mm, under, underperformed. Um, what was it? Uh, anything in particular that, that um, you felt like you maybe weren't happy with? Um, uh, just didn't have uh, some rhythm. Um, fastball execution wasn't there in the first couple innings. Um, just made some bad pitches to good hitters. This was, I think, the fourth time in your last seven outings that you've
6: faced this team. Um, how difficult is it to uh, you know, see the same team that
7: that frequently over a short period of time? And um, did, was there anything that you kind of tried to do differently uh, today? I mean, they're, they're a good ball club. Uh, first time I've seen them since the trade deadline. So they, they do look a little different. Um, uh, but all in all, I just I didn't make good pitches and just giving up loud contact all day. And I um, you know that's how I pitch, but um, just didn't do a good enough job to keep us in it. Um, it like throughout the series, they were able to score like two outs. Um, how oh. much more um, frustrating is that when you're close to maybe getting out of the inning and then they're able to come through. Yeah, I mean, i mean, I mean have uh, Speaking personally, I, I didn't do a good enough job with two outs of get, getting pitches, um, so something I need to work on going into my next outing. And um, yeah, just not happy overall with, with the day. So,
5: guys, overall, the last two series that you play against these guys, it, you played played them hard, uh,
6: played them well. And with there, how would you just kind of evaluate this series overall for you, and, and maybe the way that this one like uh
7: I didn't really hear you there. You might want to just add, uh, sorry, how do you um, kind of evaluate the series overall from a team standpoint and um, maybe the way that this month has gone? I mean, I said th- th- I think, you know, we got a lot of baseball left, so, um, you know, we just got to keep playing, keep our heads down, keep working. Um, you know, believe in ourselves, believe that we can win baseball games. And, you know, I think, I think there's something to take away from, from, you know, uh, their ball club. You know, they come expecting to win every day and, um, I feel like you know we need to we need to have that mentality sometimes, um, and it's just that's just how
2: I feel. Yeah, frustrating. Not much you can say, just frustrating, and got to make better pitches. But no doubt, Cole has been good for the Athletics this year. We can we can we can talk all we want about. What happened today with Cole, we can talk about the scoring runs when they have two outs. You can talk about all that kind of stuff, but if you don't score runs, it doesn't matter. You have to score runs. I mean, you were shut out yesterday, right? So shut out how many innings towards the end? You know, so you're dealing with nine... 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. They were shut out for 16 straight innings. 16 straight innings, you're shut out. I mean, we could talk about Cole Irvin. We can talk about a lot of different things. But when you get shut out, you know, the number one metric, no matter what any of the Sabre metrics people want to tell you, the number one metric still is run scored. You have to outscore the other team to win. That's never going to change. You can tell me till the cows come home all the different ways you can score more runs. Whatever it is, you have to score them. You don't score runs. It's demoralizing. And, you know, you can try and make yourself feel better by saying, hey, you got three at the end. But the game was already in doubt. Yeah, you made Dusty bring in his closer, but still, the game was, unless something extraordinary happened, well, you got to get those runs earlier. Get momentum on your side earlier and not do this where you get a couple at the end of the game just so you feel better about yourself. That's, uh, that's, a, that's not a good recipe right there. All righty, what do we got tomorrow? We've got a jam-packed show tomorrow on A's Cast Live. Get ready, folks. We're going to have Sarah Langs is going to join us from MLB.com and, and MLB Network. We're going to have Stephen Woods on from San Diego to break down the story that is still the ongoing story of Fernando Tatis Jr., guy who's supposed to be one of the faces of baseball. And we're now starting to realize that he, and whether it's the agents or it's the players' union, They tried to pawn a story that he was using this substance because he had ringworm. And this substance, the name is very close to the actual steroid that he used. Huh? Like, once you dig into this, you realize this is really, really, really bad. And now we're getting into the... You know, well, the, car, the, the motorcycle accident and his answer to this question recently was, which one? There is a lot of what the hell is going on with a guy you just gave $340 million to. There is a lot. This still is the biggest story in baseball. We will talk to Steve Woods tomorrow from San Diego, along with Sarah Langs. And who else do we have? And we also have Robert Murray from an MLB insider for, for Fan sided. So we got you covered. We've got MLB insiders. We've got the skinny from San Diego. And we'll be getting you ready for the A's and the Rangers. We are going to be on, what is that, 2 o'clock tomorrow, Robert? So we'll have A's cast live at 2 o'clock. 4.05 will be A's total access. And then we'll have first pitch at 5.05 from Arlington, Texas. It's going to be James Caprillion against Glenn Otto. So 5.05 first pitch, 4.05 A's total access, brought to you by Chevron, and 2 o'clock A's cast live. You listen at athletics.com slash A's cast, 2 o'clock, or athleticscast24, watch it on Twitter, or watch it on YouTube on the A's YouTube channel. A lot of different ways to get A's cast live. But in the end today, it was a loss by the A's 6-3, to and they've got an eight-game losing streak. Hopefully, they can break that tomorrow. Most importantly, it's beautiful out. It's Sunday. It's the Bay Area. It's Northern California. But we've got people listening all over. Wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you back tomorrow at 2 o'clock for A's cast live.
6: Created in America for those who build, feed, and protect our nation, Boot Barn now carries an expanded selection of Hawks USA Wedge Work Boots, constructed in the U.S. with full-grain leather that won't crack, tear, or peel, a Goodyear welt construction for longevity, and the Hawks ground support insoles that will drastically increase your comfort. This boot is built for purpose. Unrivaled utility. Hawks USA Wedge Boots. Only at Boot Barn.
0: 5X480, Dayton B100 V-Belt, one of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching, but a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part, and with same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, click or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you want to look good, but don't have time to shop, head to Stitch Fix. Our experts find clothes that fit your unique style and build and deliver them to your front door. We'll sift through pieces from brands you know and trust to find just what you're looking for. So when you need clothes for a special occasion or just want to update your everyday staples, Stitch Fix is here to help. Stitch Fix. Get $20 off your first purchase at stitchfix.com radio. Limited time offer you must purchase within two days of signing up. DQ presents Picture This. Picture the burger of your dreams. It's on the new DQ Signature Stack Burgers menu. A lineup of five premium burgers, like the Flamethrower Signature Stack Burger and Loaded A1 Signature Stack Burger, with 100% seasoned real beef patties, melty cheese, and a combo of top-notch toppings and sauces galore. This dream burger is calling your name. (gasps) But it isn't a dream. You're ordering at the DQ drive-thru. Hello. The DQ Signature Stack Burgers lineup. Try today. DQ, happy tastes good. This
4: has been the A's Clubhouse show.
0: Raleigh sets up outside. It's on the way. And it's hit the deep left. Right down the line. If it's fair, it's got a chance. And it is gone.
3: Elvis has tied it up.
1: Swung on it belted deep left field. Solak takes a look. And out it goes for Stephen Piscotti. A bomb over the out of town scoreboard. Jumps the A's ahead, 2 nothing.
5: Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre- and post-game for every game.
1: 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Blew it by him at 95. And Zach Jackson strikes out the side.
5: Thank you for joining this
3: exclusive presentation of A's baseball.